What's going on, guys? And welcome into the eighth installment of the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Here we are again, a couple days after our previous one, episode seven. My name is Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch, as always. Noah, what's going on, man? We are back again, ready for another podcast. The further we get into more news coming out and other things, just more excited for the season. That's right, and that's what we love about this. You know, we always say after each one that we don't know what other kind of content is going to happen from there on out after that podcast. We never know when we're going to actually come out with another one. The news is always falling. As we predicted, we got some new offers and interests that we'll get to here in a little bit. Some new additions to the program. We'll get to that in one second. We'll get a check around the valley, an update on what other programs are doing, an update on uh, Kevion Pippen, who almost a 1,000 points score with SIU in two years. He would have been a legend. He is uh, – we'll, we'll talk about what he's up to nowadays. And then we'll get into some other stuff. we got a couple mailbags as well, so it's going to be a good one today. So let's jump right into it, Noah. Reese Johnson out of Benton, Illinois, is now on the basketball team. Noah, what do you have on him? Yeah, Reese Johnson, a six-foot point guard. Uh, transferred from Neoga to Benton after his, his junior year and became an instant star for the Benton Rangers. He was named to the 2A All-State teams in both seasons uh, when he was at Benton. He brings a high level of basketball IQ to the team, so he's going to really push our guys in practice and really help out. And I guess if needed, if something happens seriously, he could probably step in and give us some decent minutes. Yeah, something. We know he's wearing number 32, previously worn by Chris Cross. Chris will now be number 14. Um, I think this is definitely something that happened recently in terms of how it went down because, as we know, Saku – we're not, like I said, we're not exactly sure on the details of that. We just know he's not playing. I think this has got to be a move towards Saku. I don't think they would bring in a guy like this if it, you know, if Saku was playing, I don't think Reese would be here. It's only because I think Saku uh, is not playing this year. Would you agree with that? Uh, that is correct. Uh, Saku is going to do its best for him and take the year off and go after this year, see where he's at and make a decision on the rest of his career. And as we mentioned on Saku, we know he'll probably be there in practices. He'll be there to help the guys work out. He'll be a great uh, leader and voice on the bench, hopefully. Uh, but this is definitely a move towards, because of the news of Saku, this is now uh, that. And welcome, Reese. As we know, we looked into him a little bit. He is a three-point shooter. If you We looked into his, some of his film, about 20 seconds worth of film on huddle and all that stuff. He is a shooter. He knocks down at least two or three threes a game, it looked like. Uh, and he's also a cross-country runner, so he's definitely got the uh, stamina in him that he'll be able to, you know, give it his all during practice and, uh, you know, uh, work hard for some of the other guys, get them in shape, even more in shape than they already are. So welcome, Reese. Uh, welcome to what we're building here. And can't wait to have you on. Noah, there's another uh, addition to the basketball program. After we lost, can't think of his name at the moment, to Mizzou. We know he was an important part of the program. Now we had uh, Javon Shaw, the new uh, strength and conditioning coach for football and basketball. But here he is on basketball. Um, he's, he's, in right, he's right in here. He's in working with the guys. According to his profile picture, it looked like he was wearing some Iowa State uh, gear, so he's from the Big 12. So, as we talked about, how some of these coaches were bringing in for football, we're bringing all these guys from nice programs, nice, you know, 
wherever they were from previous. Now we had a guy from the Big 12 to help these guys get big and strong. And we do have a little playing of what Javon Shaw said recently. The Saluki basketball account uh, tweeted about it. Being able to see the culture that Coach Mullins has created here is amazing. You know, you've got guys showing up an hour before practice to get working. They're getting game shots in and getting game movements in before practice an hour. So, you know, I'm coming to the weight room and I've seen guys getting in first to come to work, you know, and it's not mandatory. So, seeing that culture, you know, these guys embrace the hard work. They embrace the, the grind and the dog days, if you will, you know, of the summer. Um, it's fun to be around these guys and it makes my job easier. So coming in my first week, obviously did assessments on all the guys to see what their asymmetries or discrepancies are from right to left, um, from a mobility and a flexibility standpoint. And we're going to attack those you know, discrepancies every single day. You know, um, So really no guy has any weaknesses going forward. So like I said, we're going to attack those things every single day. Um, and those things will translate to the court. You know, if there's you know, a guy who has slow feet, we're going to work on those things. If there's a guy who needs more vertical jump, you know, work. we'll work on those things. Guy who just needs more strength or to lose weight, we'll work on those things. So we'll attack those things daily and weekly. Um, and like I said, the goal is no guy has any weaknesses. So there he is, Noah. That's a pretty good uh, little assessment that he brought. Uh, we're, we know that he's going to be something. He's going to be pretty detailed. Work with these guys and everything that they need work on. He's pretty detailed. Sounds like a pretty good guy at his job, isn't he? Yep, uh, he's going to step in as his first year as sports performance coach for the program. He designs and implements a performance and development plan for each member of the program. He is a Danville, Illinois native. He is certified strength and conditioning specialist from the National Strength and Conditioning Association. He competed in track and field as an athlete at Eastern Illinois in his days. He, also, he served as a strength and conditioning coach for EIU, Illinois, Kansas, St. Louis, Iowa State, and he is coming from Middle Tennessee State. Okay. So he has made his rounds with really good programs, and so now he ends up here, and we can't. We're really excited to have him, to get him. We uh, saw, I saw the other day on Instagram that uh, he posts some workouts, and uh, he was working with uh, J.D. Muila. So uh, getting J.D. back and staying the course with him, we're rehabbing him from his injury yeah it's nice to know that he came here immediately and started working with the guys you know probably introduced himself <clears throat> excuse me and uh you know got got his feet on the ground here and got going you know as you said he's already working with jd which is what we like to see um like we said we lost old boy to mizzou probably about just a couple weeks ago probably close to a month maybe so this hire came recently and he has bounced around but he like I said, judging by that video, he knows what he's talking about, knows what he wants to work with the guys with, and we're hoping that that definitely shows it this season. All right, Noah, after those two additions, as we know recently, you know, it happens every single time we do one. After we do a podcast and we post it, there's always something new going on, Noah. We have two new offers and one interest that we actually saw today, right? That is correct. Uh, our Right after, I believe it was right after uh, – we had a podcast we offered a day ago, Ryan Conwell, who was on, is doing really well on the AAU circuit that uh, last time we talked about on the pod, they were down in Birmingham. 
I believe he made like second team down there all in that tournament. So he is showing out. We offered him. So that just shows you we were there and watching him play. Then yesterday we offered Maximus Nelson. He is a 6'8 forward. He's from Appleton North, Wisconsin. He has a 3.85 GPA. He plays with the Wisconsin Playground Club in his AAU program. He's been interests all over the place. He's gaining more interest every day from like Vermont, um, UC Davis, Lehigh, teams, teams like that. He got four hours ago, he was offered by William & Mary. So then today we saw uh, seven foot Braden Pierce from River Ridge High School. Looks like down in Georgia. He had some interest from SIU, USF, Lehigh. This is via Jake Lieberman. Yeah, shout out to him. Jake says it's a really, intri- really intriguing 2022 prospect, Georgia Southern Illinois State, Air Force, and we have contacted him and showed some interest. I assume he was down at the AAU circuit as well. Yeah, you can never go wrong with seven-footers, as we know. We haven't had many in, in this program. The last was Ding Leak. And as we talked about a couple podcasts ago, he is looking like a beast nowadays. If only he looked like that when he was here. That was the last seven-footer we had. I believe we had Barry Benson and all of them are close to seven-foot, but that would be nice to have down the road. Uh, I did notice for uh, Ryan Conwell's video, he is a lefty. He is really crafty. This tweet back in April that had a highlight of him said that he's still guard with a quick pull-up and ability to get to the rim. And I'm watching it right now, and it is... It is exactly right. He's he's picking pockets. He's managing, uh, you know, he's managing the floor. He's, he does have a nice pull up. So I, I just by looking at that, I like his game. Him being a lefty also helps. Uh, we don't have many lefties on SIU. Um, Ronnie Suggs, the last one that comes to mind. So that would be nice to have. Um, yeah, a lot of these guys are talented. Maximus, he's he's got nice size. All these 2022 guys are really talented. That, and that list keeps growing for us, Noah. Do you have a quick update on all of our 2022 guys? I do. On? I do have the guys we have offered, and I have a couple guys we've showed interest to, just haven't offered yeah, yet. Do you have a quick update on that? The, offer, the offers we hold for 2022 is we've talked about most, I think, believe all these on the podcast, uh, point guard Tayshawn Comer, Jalen Quinn, point guard. He's 6'3". He is... Uh, offered the other day, we saw he's offered by Virginia Tech. Yeah. He's playing for the Illinois Wolves program, and he's blowing up on the AAU circuit. So, look to see him just getting better and better and probably getting out of the reach of a program like ours. Uh, Brian Taylor, we offered recently. A guy you can already count out is Jaden Shutt that also plays for the Wolves. He has, he has seen another day, he got offered by Duke, so you can count him out. Uh, Ryan Conwell, we just mentioned. Chiron Lindsey, who he's talked really good about. Maximus Nelson. And uh, from Mount Vernon, Illinois, N.J. Benson, who's had a decent run at that. Then we have a couple other guys. Uh, uh, Justin King from uh, Mascuda, we've talked to. I know uh, Ahmad Scarborough from Hazelwood Central out of St. Louis. Jeremiah Talton out of Quincy High School. Uh, Alfonso Billups III out of Richmond, Virginia, we've had interest in. Ashton Janowski, a 5'11 point guard out of Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And that that's Wisconsin connection, you never know. We have a lot of Wisconsin connections. So that's basically, uh, can't think of his name. We're missing one. 
Oh, uh, Robbie Avila, we have not officially offered him yet, but he's he, did he did take the visit, so that's important. So that's, that's surprising. I feel like, I guess it's not always the case you offer a guy, but I feel like before they make a visit, perhaps there should be an offer there. Obviously not. That just seems like, I feel like yeah, I feel like we should have by now, especially if he's visiting. But before we they talk about the interest in offers, I guess you want to see what what it's like there. So we know Loyal isn't on him, so we gotta make sure if he's not coming here, he's not going there. We gotta make sure of that. So because that like you said, you've seen people compare him to the next Crutwick, correct? Yes, uh, Prep Hoops Illinois said he is the best passer they've seen since Cameron Crutwick. So, so yeah, and all of these guys you just went over. Those are a lot of good options. There's also a uh, Brandon Brown from Kentucky. We right. had interest mm-hmm. in. Yep. Um, there's probably a couple others I'm missing off the top of my Daniel Eglin, whatever his last name is. We mentioned him on the last podcast. There's Brian Moore. He's a JUCO guy, but we've had interest in him. Then Braxton Stacker. Mm-hmm. That's another. He visited. So there's a bunch. I'm, I'm probably missing a couple, but we've mentioned them all on the pod. Uh, but that's probably it for 2022. So we have a good foundation going. We know, depending on the Saku decision, we have one guaranteed for next year, so two. And a lot of I've seen a lot of people saying, "Well, Shaku ain't playing this year. We should add a guy this year, this late in the circuit, this yeah, late in that's not in the summer. You're not going to find anybody unless it's just coming out of blue that you just find the right guy. So it's going to end up this is the roster we have. So we're really excited going into next year. Right, and as we've said before, you know there could be this this next season because it seems like it always happens. Last two years it has that we get guys in here that they don't like, you know, how they, you know, what their role was in that past season, but they end up moving on. So we know we have about, we'll say two, we'll say one and a half scholarships, cash to pets and then SKUs, which we don't know yet. And there could be another, like we said, we don't know how people are going to agree with the role. They could end up transferring out. So you just never know. Um, I, I think down the road, no, we should go over like our own top, at least top five rankings of who we would like the team to get out of those top, or, or, at, blah, blah, sorry, out of those 2022 guys. I don't think, I think that would, we're not totally prepared for that at the moment. We will do that down the road. We'll, we'll have our top five of who we would like the team to sign based off need, based off whatever. And obviously it's too hard to tell now. We don't know what the exact needs would be in a year from now, but we'll, uh, give those rankings down the road for our top five of those top 20, 2022 guys. All right, Noah, uh, since that is an update on us, what is an update around the Valley? What are these other Valley teams up to? A lot of, a lot of teams are out on the recruiting trail on the AAU circuits, offering guys and uh, hosting guys on unofficial visits. But the biggest news is Loyola, shocker, Loyola, big news, landing – 6'5 wing Trayvon Lewis. He is a three-star wing. He is a really great ability, a shot maker, make his own shot, and he's going to be really, really good for them. Um, I know that uh, late June that Michigan State had him in hosting him and his family on a recruiting visit, but he – has committed to Loyola. He's a three-star out of Michigan, so it's the first commit 
first 22 commit for Drew Valentine and his staff. Uh, Trey said, Coach Valentine himself is a big reason why I committed. I like how he is young, and I feel he's able to build better relationships with his players. So just like Brian Mullins, those younger coaches have the connection they can make with their players, so they're going to get the players they want. Yeah, it's like they know the longevity that could be there with these young guys. And if they're already semi-successful, that just draws these guys. So, yeah, how old is Drew? Do we know? On the top of my head. He's 35 years old. As we know, the older brother to Denzel Valentine in the NBA. And Denzel spent four years in Michigan State, so he's pushing at least 30. 27. He's 30 years old? Yeah. Wow. May 25th, 1991. Wow, May he's five years older than I am. That's kind of crazy. So, yeah, I mean, he might get another role if he's successful down the road like Porter, but he's going to be there for a while, 30 years old. That's crazy. The youngest coach in Missouri Valley now. Brian is like 33, 34, so now that belongs to Drew. Any other uh, – you said Illinois State is in on the guy we're in on today, right? Yes, the seven-footer. Okay. Which is, a lot of teams are making their rounds and – Hosting guys and any updates on anybody else around the valley? No, other than that, everyone else is standing pat right now. Yeah, other than that commitment, there's everybody else is making their rounds and going to AAU circuits and yeah, especially since getting ready for this season. Right, and this is that's the main focus is this upcoming season. You know, as we see for us a lot, all these 2022 that uh, not everybody is going to be totally interested in that now, even though it would be nice to. Yeah, we're glad SIU is on top of that right now. Because um, we don't have the update on what uh, scholarships everyone else will have. We'll get that down the road as well. So there's an update on us and everybody else. Not much. Um, but now, no, let's get into some small things before we get into a couple. Especially, we have some big mailbags, so we'll get into those here in a little bit. I did notice TBT, and we are familiar with the TBT, Team Arkansas. And as anybody can guess, somebody that has been within the program that is from Arkansas, that is right, Kevion Pippen is in the TBT for Team Arkansas. They posted about, they posted on, let's see, that's about six days. So in like a couple days, two days, I think, that they will be getting underway with their games and they have Kevion as the main thing on there. So he will be on that roster. We're glad to see that he what uh, that he's doing well, what he's up to now. We weren't really totally aware because, as we know, before the pandemic, we knew he was on the Warriors G League team, dunking on Dwight Howard in Summer League or in uh, exhibition games beginning of the year, and he was in the uh, G League for a little bit. So this is where he's at right now. We're thinking that we're not sure how he's moving, how he's whatever, but we do remember that he was solid, quick feet, and I'm pretty sure he's spaced his game where he can shoot now. So that'll be interesting. We want to know. As we know, we're familiar with House of Pain and TPT. So Team Arkansas might be a threat. Who knows? That is correct. Uh, I also believe, I can't think of where he signed, but uh, Armand Fletcher is signed with a basketball club somewhere overseas, I believe. He has been on uh, I'm not sure what country he's been in, but he's definitely been playing. Him and Shiz Lloyd have been I've seen working. It, it was a week ago I seen it. He's signed with uh, BBC resident Wolf Ding. Okay. Some 
Yeah, my mom keeps up with what we do here. We'll, I don't, we'll I join our men's senior total league team for the upcoming season. Okay. Belgium. No, he Belgium. formerly he formerly played in Belgium. Right. That's where he's at, but I do not know exactly where this is. Yeah, we're not sure where she is exactly played. We'd have to look that up. But Armand's been keeping up with what we're doing here. I forgot what tweet we made or retweeted or something. that We noticed that he also liked it. So he's also keeping up with it. We know his bio on his Twitter still says SIU alum. So these alumni, as we know, still love what they accomplished here at SIU. He's one of them. He's one of the best players we've seen here in a long time in his four years. As I know, I've been I played him in high school, and he was spectacular then in Edwardsville, and then he, he did his work here. So we still love Armand. Shout out to him and all these guys, Kevion and Kevion included, and Sean Lloyd and everybody else. Even Aaron Cook going to Georgia, because I know Sean O'Brien retweeted. Um, that he was there, so those guys are together there. So all these alumni for SIU were doing good, it appears. Great to see. All right, uh, Noah Saluki Athletics the other day tweeted um, that they wanted people to comment about and asked, what made you a Saluki fan? And as soon as we saw that, you and I both discussed it, and we knew we wanted to talk about it on here. Um, but we might keep it short and sweet we know you and i as soon as we were born were you know obviously we've been here our whole lives and our families were involved with siu everything my dad went there however long ago and before i was born they were going to basketball games and everything so obviously you know when i came into this world that we went to games when i was a kid and it just instilled in me as was you and i'll let you explain here in a second about um you know, our love for, where our love has come from. It's just been embedded into us as soon as we were born, right? That is correct. Uh, I had one of my grandpas uh, work for SIU for many years, and uh, I have a my other grandpa has been a season ticket holder since I was born at for SIU basketball. And we used, my family used to be a football until they got the new stadium. We didn't renew our tickets, but I still go to the football games, as we say, and I've been ever it's like you said ever since we we grew up here we that's all really besides the other mainstream teams we know that's all we know is SIU sports and that's what we we take most care of and we bleed maroon we bleed maroon that's right obviously because we are providing people with this podcast and our accounts that we love doing football and basketball um we're so glad that we grew up in this area to love SIU as much as we do and it's, it's kind of funny because when they posted that, it's like how some people would like randomly become an SIU fan. That's always possible, as we know. But um, as they should know as well, that how big this community is and how much love there is, that a lot of people were born into this, as we said, as we had, that we were. And I didn't really – I checked into some of those comments that, you know, they, they spoke the same way as us, that they were born into this. So, um, And we can definitely speak with basketball when we were about 8, 9, 10 years old. You know, we were fans even before that. When you said you've been to camps, I've definitely been to those camps growing up as well. And, uh, you know, that 06, 07 teams, you know, put it to the next level and everything for us. And we do remember that 09 football team as well. So, great time. I just remember in 2005, for my birthday for football, I remember I was able to, uh, whenever they kicked off, uh, I was able to run out there and get the tee. So, it's just been embedded and everything. So, we, we love that they said that because – but we're kind of jealous because we wish we would have came up with something like that to ask our fans to comment about. So there's our opinions on that. 
Um, what else is there, Noah? I don't think there's anything else really small. We do have a couple mailbags. Let's get into that real fast. We did get a, about four days ago, Alex Zimmerman. Not sure where he's from exactly, but he asked us for this next pod, could, could you go through stats in high school of the new recruits and what their best skill is? No, I'll let you start with that. You got the stats for everybody, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, start out with uh, Foster Wonders. He's obviously our most decorated recruit. He's a six-five wing. He is a runner runner up for twenty twenty one Michigan Mister Basketball. He's a three time Mister Basketball in the Michigan's Upper Peninsula. He's the all time leading scorer in the Michigan Upper Peninsula with more than twenty two hundred career points. He led Iron Mountain High School to a 19-1 record and a runner-up finish with Michigan Division III State Tournament as a senior as well. Over four seasons, he led Iron Mountain High School to an 83-5 record. He's a three-time All-State selection, a three-star recruit, and number five-ranked recruit out of the state of Michigan, according to 24-7 Sports. Yeah, I feel like Foster is the main one that we have all seen on Twitter over the last year, ever since he's been committed. He committed, I think, last summer. All three of them did. And, uh, you know, we, we've retweeted as much as we could about Foster. As people know, he averaged 30-something points at least this this last year. So it's unbelievable. And uh, so everyone knows about his stats. And that's exactly what we think, what we know he'll be when he get now that he's here, that he's going to come in here and score. Noah Noah has high aspirations for him in his freshman year. I don't see why I wouldn't as well. I just figured that how deep we were depends on what the freshman would be like. Now that we know that Scotty will probably play. Foster has Ben Harvey qualities. He's got the ability to score. He's got about the same size. I think Ben's got more of like the the heavy like penetration kind of you know skill set along with being able to be a really good shooter. I think Foster's main get is his shooting. Uh, and we'll find that out more this year. So to answer your question on Foster and what their best skill set is, I would definitely say shooting. Wouldn't you agree? He is a score shooter, however you want to put it. But, uh, yeah, he put his career – his averages were, I believe – he was over 30 points, close to 35, I believe. So – And you mentioned he was the runner-up this past season in the – or, yeah, for Michigan in the – Player of the Year for Michigan went where? Michigan, State. Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State. There you go. So that just shows no tell him class he was in compared to what Foster was. But that just shows you, um, you know, arguably we, all, we might have got a steal. I mean, with the stats he put up, other schools, bigger schools even, probably could have gave him a good look. And, you know, we recruited him hard and told him what he could be, what we have to uh, offer him here. And he accepted it. So, honestly, we could be getting a steal with Foster, that's for sure. All right, now let's get into – let's save semi the best for last. Let's go with Troy here now. Troy D'Amico. That's how I pronounce it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's a 6'7 forward from Niles Notre Dame High School. His hometown is Chicago, Illinois. He's a two-time All-State selection by the Associated Press in Illinois. He was all, he is also named All-State in 2021 by the IBC – a, he's ranked the number six player in the state by City Suburban Hoops Report. That makes him the highest rated in-state recruit since Kevin Dillard in 2008. He's an all-area selection by Chicago Sun-Times as a junior in 2020. 
helped lead Niles Notre Dame to a 29 and 5 record as a junior and 15 to 3 as a senior, including a number one state ranking in Class 3A in both seasons. He averaged 15.6 points, 5.1 rebounds, and three assists, and surpassed 1,000 career points as a junior. He is named the Niles Notre Dame Player of the Decade by the Chicago Sun Times. This kid is a all-around guy. He can put up points, but he also does the rebounding. He does the. He can make plays for his teammates. He, uh, I know he went up against Scotty in games this year, and he's the one that guarded Scotty for his team. So he does the dirty work for his, his team. This guy's an all-around player. I know he's not the most talked about recruit, but I really like this kid and his upside. Without a doubt. I mean, you hit it right on the head there. He does it all. He'll guard the other team's big if you need him to. He, he can distribute. He can score. He can rebound. He's got nice size. You know, he's got he's kind of got the lanky frame to him. We know that Javon's going to be working with him to get even stronger. All these guys, especially him and Foster. Um, and I remember, like I said, I remember as soon as he committed a year ago, Ball is Life tweeted about him and he had a nice package on that highlight reel of everything I just said. He he can really do it all. I do think we're undermining him a little bit. I think he could definitely come in here and be a playmaker for this team. Like we said, unless we want to be fourteen deep that we're thinking he can play. So we're not sure how the coaching staff's gonna handle that as we've talked about many times. But yeah, Troy he he's got it all. We are excited for him. Without a doubt. Uh so that's what his best skill set is we think. Uh, now, Noah, the, the 6'9", 265-pounder, Scotty Newby. What did I say, 6'9"? Yeah, 6'10". He got, he got newly um, height listed at I'm 6'10". Not, I'm not sure he's 6'10". Because if you look at the recruiting photos of him, Brian, Troy, and Foster standing next to each other, I think he's about 6'7", six, 6'8", six, at most. Right. If you look at the pictures, but... Yeah, 6'10", obviously. He's from Mundelein, Illinois. Former Sean O'Brien. But I was going to say also, because I remember in a picture the team posted, he was in the middle of the break they were going to have, whatever they said, one, two, three, family or whatever. He was in there. He was standing kind of next to JD. And we know JT's 6'9 listed. And he was at least an inch or two taller than JD. And I know JD's, you know, had the foot he's been nursing, but he might not be up to his full height per se, but... Uh, he might be 6'10". But Scotty Bube, he's a also a two-time All-State selection and a three-time All-Area selection. As a senior, he led Mundelein, helped lead Mundelein to a 13-2 record and won the Northern Suburban Conference for the first time since 1994. He, as a junior, led helped lead Mundelein to a 30-4 record, had 14 points and 12 rebounds, and the Mundelein's win over, num- over Class 3A number one, Niles, Notre Dame, and Troy, now his, now his teammate Troy, he also, as a sophomore, I watched this game. This is where I really found out who this kid was. He's the, He was the MVP of the Carbondale Holiday Tournament, who we both played in. He had In the championship game, he had 27 points and 15 rebounds. He also wow. he was high school teammates with now Drake guard Connor Enright. Uh, his brother, Chino, Played at Missouri S&T, had two points, two rebounds on the block and the steal against SIU back in at the Bantera Center back in 2013. Chino was high school teammates with former Saluki Sean O'Brien. There you go. He is a monster. And like, like we've said before, we've heard about stuff that he's been doing in practice that will blow people's mind. And again, Saku, not, Saku out. We're thinking Scotty in. Scotty will join that, uh, that rotation of bigs. 
It's like we said beforehand, don't know the status on JD, so it's Kyler and Anthony. And Scotty, we're thinking, will step in and be a pretty big factor, especially against the Colorados, the Colorado State, especially to start that season. They might be big. Might have to throw that big body on them. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it could be a, uh, I've mentioned before, but a uh, Hudson from Loyola type thing. This kid was going to redshirt, and all of a sudden, I guess, as as the year went on, he developed, and they played him at the end of the year, and look what he did. It's a good point. I know we know they had Ugok. They had a couple other guys for depth behind Cameron. I also think they did it for a depth piece, and they knew he was talented. They they knew that he could come in and you know help propel them to where they ended up being. So that's that's a good point. Um, so there you go, Alex. We Alex Zimmerman. We really appreciate the uh, the DM for a mailbag for that question. Really appreciate it. If you guys want to follow in Alex's footsteps, be sure to do the same. If you have any questions for us. Um, so thank you for that. Hopefully we uh, helped you out with that. And if, if you want us to uh, add on to that or something we missed in those details, uh, something else you want to know, Alex, feel free to let us know and everybody else. We have another one, though, don't know, Noah. That is correct. Uh, a few days ago, we got Adam from Chatham, Illinois, up by the Springfield area. He I assumed this. he saw this on Insider and brought up this topic. It says uh, he wants to know, assuming Marcus Damask and – Lance Jones are our leading scorers like they have been last two seasons. Who will be our third leading scorer? Just to update you guys from last year, our third leading scorer was Ben Harvey, who averaged 9.7 points a game. The next highest was Anthony at 7.5 and and Steven at 7. Trent was at 6.9. Kyler was at 6.8. Dalton was at 6.2. That's pretty good spread scoring, especially for how Kyler and Dalton did. Six points apiece. As we know, Kyler made first-team all-freshman because he also rebounded at a very high level. That's actually a really good question. We began some good questions in here, and that one, immediately for me, I immediately thought of Cash Capet, because as I've mentioned, uh, you know, he's coming here for a reason. He's coming to win, and they, you know, they recruited him hard to get him here, and, you know, the Javon Mamon connection and all that. He knows he's going to come in here and obviously start, and he, I think he's – you know, he's got the skill set we've been needing. He's going to play good defense. He's going to bring the athleticism. But I think he also came here to score. And this past season at Little Rock, he was a fourth-leading scorer on their team. They played, He played 32 minutes. That was actually 31.9. That led the team in minutes. Played in 26 games, which is pretty impressive because the top dude on here that averaged 14. He played in 15. I guess that's whatever. But he averaged 10 points this past season for Little Rock. Fourth leading score, as I said, and, the, and that was a matter of games. He also led the team in assists, so I think he's going to bring it all. I think, you know, because it's interesting because all these guys can score. We know Anthony can spread the court, can put up those nine points again. Steven, I think, is going to get better. So all these guys, you know, Ben Harvey, if he's still healthily in the rotation, all these guys' average is going to go up, but I, per se, but then if you add Cash in here, I think he's going to bring at least 10 or more points yeah, what would you say? A healthy Marcus Damask, I mean, his freshman year, he averaged, what, 18 a game? Yeah, he's going to look – yeah, he's looking pushing 20 a 20 game. 20 a game. Lance is going to be pushing about 15 or so a game. 15 to 17 points. So, I'm thinking Ben can put up at least 12 points a game in his tape. And what I've seen, he's a pretty good three-point shooter as well. He can get to the rim with ease. Really lanky, really slithery penetrator with all that athleticism he's got. So I'm going to go with Cash. Like I said, I think he didn't come here to not score. He came to provide a role in the athleticism point on defense. 
But I think he definitely came here to score. No, what? Who's yours? That's a really good pick, an obvious pick. But I'm gonna, for conversation's sake, I on a couple podcasts ago we had our way too early preseason award picks, and uh, this guy was my freshman of the year. So I'm going with Foster Wonders. We just talked about him. How great of a scorer he is I just feel like his, he's, he can shoot the ball and uh, like Trent Brown we can get them the ball you who have the guys if he comes in and Ben Lance are still in there he's filling in for Marcus those two penetrating and kicking to him I just feel like he might be just be a corner guy if he can hit three or four threes a game right there that's 12 points already so and if he can get a guy in the air and go to the rim and get fouled that's I feel like he could be a 10 to 12 point guy as well. So I feel like we could have four or five guys scoring 10 points a game this year. And like last year, we had five guys from the six to seven point range. So I feel like this team's just lethal and just going to make some noise this year. And then at that, I don't, I'm not against that pick. I just always wonder. We mentioned it so many times, and if we think these freshmen are going to play at all, we know Scotty will. But they, we're so deep at guard that you you just question if unless these guys work so hard that they that they create these opportunities for themselves to play. That yeah, I mean I think it's there. It's just a matter if he gets enough minutes. I mean, like you said, he could get he could doesn't even have to get that many minutes as long as he comes in, plays every game, and like you said, just makes his threes. If he shoots however many threes a game and makes them, he could put up those averages. So for three sake towards his average that's not impossible at all because like we said we have many great shooters on this team we know Trent's great Steven's great uh Anthony's pretty dang good Dalton can shoot Ben can shoot we might be the best shooting team in the valley no joke about it especially if you add Foster in there with Marcus's shooting Lance we saw what Lance did shooting this year Lance pretty much put everybody on his back against Loyal at the end of the season and in the first half against Bradley that dude can shoot. He wasn't scared to shoot. People were giving it to him, and he let it rip. So I don't agree with yours at all. Those are, like you said, many options. Going with the freshman, hopefully he gets enough minutes to provide that and do that. We're thinking he will. But we feel like there's always those guys to sit. But now you add Reese in here. He's going to sit. Him, him, Chris Cross, and Will Keller more than likely. So that is three. So how many does that make playing? At least 11 or 12 people playing? Well, if we're counting all freshmen. If you're counting all freshmen playing? 13 deep, 12 deep. We're going to be 11, 10, 11 deep this year. Take it, Wool. Because we included Saku even before we thought that all, if all three freshmen were going to. So you take him out. So I guess you take Saku out and then you add in. So it's about 11, yeah. Would not be against that. We don't think that'll be the case. I mean, how, we, we haven't been this deep in a while, though. So, I mean. It's hard to say. As we talked about, it's hard to say. But I'm not against that at all. It's a really good question. So I'm going with the veteran, Cashew Pat. No, I was going with the freshman, Foster Wonders, the 35 points a game average his senior year in high school. And, I mean, you can always pencil in. We're thinking we'll be good. If you add in him scoring 12 points a game, you can go ahead and put him, yeah, for freshman of the year, without a doubt, if he's doing stuff like that. So, so. Uh, great question by Adam. Thank Thanks, Adam. Thank you for that, Adam. Keep well, coming. So that just shows you that is that is Illinois State territory. Middle of the state. We got some SLU fans all the way in the middle of the state. Got a bunch of fans up there. 
Especially up north, too. We got fans up north, too. Everywhere. So we're really proud of that. So hopefully we keep getting of all different kinds of areas up there. Um, so hopefully we provided you guys with a lot of good updated information. Like we said, we just did a pod three or four days ago. So we like that that's the amount of time in between each pod. There's always going to be always going to be information, always going to be new guys of interest, new guys offers. Like we said, our 2022 list is ever growing. It's at least 15 to 20 right now. And as we mentioned, there's about one and a half scholarships left. So a lot of those guys will be fighting for it. As we mentioned, down the road, we'll give our top five 2022 guys who we would like to add for the team for need, like how they would fit the team per se in a year and who we just like in general. We'll be sure to add that. No, you got anything else? before we wrap this thing up. No, just keep them mailbags coming if you want us to cover anything. Don't forget to comment if, you, if you're afraid to DM us. Don't be afraid to DM us. We want content. The, if you guys want more content, the more you DM us, the more pods we have, the more stuff we have coming out. We will keep you updated on any recruiting things. We'll retweet them, make tweets if we have anything, and keep things going and we're ready for the season can't wait to get here that's right and as we know football season is right around the corner that will lead straight into basketball season in november and along with multiple topics we said we'll get to down the road we'll also talk about in more detail the teams in the paradise jam tournament as we get closer and closer we keep mentioning we don't know when our next pod's going to be so so uh, uh, we'll be sure to all these kinds of topics to cover. That is a long time from now. As we mentioned after every pod that we uh, we don't know what our next one will be. So we're like we said, we're hoping it'll be three or four or five days in between. It obviously counts on how much news comes out. And this time we got lucky with a lot coming out this time. So we're going to keep adding. Hopefully you guys keep bringing with the mailbag so we can maybe just have an all mailbag pod, you know, all these kinds of questions, all these topics for this team. We're looking forward to watching. Um, okay. So that is all we got in this episode eight. Thank you for listening. My name is Nick Malone. No lurch. This is the dogs basketball podcast until next time. Go dogs.